0: You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Ho oh, ho, look at that. Look what time it is, y'all. That's right. It is time for you to get your crown and your collards on. This is episode number 199, almost 200. Yeah. Again, this is the Crown of College podcast brought to you by the Flawless Noises Media Network. Get to know our sound. Um, it was great to be one of the flagship shows on this hip. upstart network. Um, getting all of the good things, the good hashtag content to the people mm-hmm. out there sure. of the world. But, I mean we used to it because we was a flagship show for another network, so we used to it. Um I mean we became a flagship show. Like this one, like we are like a charter member type shit, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that good stuff. But yeah, anyway, um, I guess this is the part of the show where we introduce ourselves. Um I guess I'll go first. Podcast and not from the road this week. It is your girl Bianca, aka Tall Bianca XO on Twitter, aka Baritone B, aka Firm Handshake, aka That's a Little Miss One Drop Wonder DJ No BS because we're not fucking around with the fuck arounds on these turntables, and we're gonna talk more about that later. Not right now. I'm skipping that angry shit that I say usually. Um, A.K.A. tell your tall auntie she can wear all her heels around me. Uh, maybe more on that later. I don't know if I'm going to tell you about my private life or not yet. Um, A.K.A. Easy Beasy. Lemon Squeezy, y'all. A.K.A. frequent obscure music references. 504 ever hardly home but always reppin'. A.K.A. the only shoes I wear with laces tie up my calves. I will tell more about that later. A.K.A. Shane was liking your pictures from 243 weeks ago on Instagram because I don't give a fuck. You was cute then and you're cute now, so get these likes in your life. A.K.A. Never Too Good for a Bowl of Hamburger Helper. A.K.A. Six Foot One if a man height checks me six foot six on a WNBA roster because I get to ask sneakers. Seven feet with the hand heels. A.K.A. Baby. Cat got me good today. And I'm joined as always. Yo, aka has never cease to amaze me now. But I am Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Kaniga Harris, aka Lil Niggy X, aka uh, good luck, everybody. <laughs> that's all I got. Once upon a time, you used to kill me on the AKAs, and I would just be like, Yeah, and I'm Bianca. And now you you have taken my righteous place as the person with the more followers and a few aka's. So. I mean, listen you you have you have channeled the 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 the, the niggy powers of these americas you got a whole like the only thing we missing when you do your aka's are the reggae horns <laughs> like, that's literally all we that's literally all we missing like i don't know the logistics like maybe curtis when he edited can add some reggae horns or maybe some other kind of horns. so it kind of kind of sort of might be original but shit all we need like you you are you literally are your own hype there we go There we go. (laughs) There we go. That's all you need. That's literally all you need. I'm surprised you don't add the shit while you doing it. I I should. Because I damn sure would. Because you be having a a CVS goddamn receipt (laughs) length of goddamn AKAs nowadays. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not mad. And it shouldn't be mad. Because that shit's entertaining. Uh, so yeah, write you some AKAs down and 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 get them out like Drake with his BlackBerry with the side scroll.
1: You know that was a
0: time that, that was, was time. yo that was quite the time. That was quite the time. I kind of miss those times, kind of, sorta, maybe a little bit, kinda. Yeah, maybe give or take. <laughs> but yeah, but we back we back for another week of um this catfish Dinner in the form of podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting the show and supporting Flawless Noises as a network, as a staff, record label, and as a motherfucking crew. Um, a lot of good things, a lot of great hashtag content over here, and a lot of great content, um, especially behind the paywall. And Bianca, tell the people how they can do also help behind the paywall. Getting paid for this, right? No. Um, okay, so if you go to flawlessnoises.com/support, that will bring up a cute little web page that says, um, gives you two options to support us um the more general options that you can just hit the yellow donate button and just break us off with a little bit of cashola to help keep all this stuff uh, upright and alert and running and things um if you want to access bonus content and also help us keep this thing moving along um you can become a patron via patreon Um, that's actually the first link on the page um and yes that contains exclusive content featuring all of us here on the flawless noises media network um That'll give you access to the weekly wind down and various other audio and video content, including our Bring It Bike session. Um, this past month's one was definitely worth the price of admission. Yes. But Jeremy and I explored Usher's first two albums because I wanted to do it my way and Jeremy wanted to do the debut album. So I was like, why don't we just talk about both? Correct. And, and because, we, I mean, it's fun to remember Usher as he was and not as he is. Good looking, everybody. Although he might be making a, cover. you're right. I was about to say he he like we might get old. Usher back, maybe I don't know. Um, let's hope, let's pray, let we'll us pray. But uh, I was cool, and it was dope to talk about like and without giving too much away about how like music was changing between 1994 when the first album came out, in 1997 when the second one came out, and just how the sound changed, and how Usher was a good like representation of how that sound changed, and how like maybe because he was young, he was able to. Seamlessly make the move where some artists were like very like entrenched in one sound or the other and just didn't do as well in the opposite. So correct. Yes. Great. Um, so definitely worth the bang for your buck. Yeah, become a patron today and hear us break that down and get other great, wonderful Patreon content from behind the paint wall, y'all, because you deserve. Correct. So do we we do we really do and it's because we as a network we have something real special uh, planned and um, for you the, the 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 faithful listeners and subscribers and fans and y'all deserve so we got some special plan and how we, you you can help make that happen so yes and while we're on the topic of music we might as well go ahead and start the show with this um, Yes. A little music and a little bit of racism, things that southerners know a whole lot about. um <laughs> Because the homie, Lil Nas X, uh, viral TikTok star, had a song that he released. um yeah. Nice, good little country joint. Eh, well, I'm overselling it. Now. Old Town. Um, yeah, Old Town Road. I mean, saying that this country is. Um, Ah. There are enough country elements in that song for it to have been considered country. Plus, I mean, it charted at number one. Like, it did. It did. Listen, only, let me tell you something. Only four artists, black artists, have ever um, reached the top of the country charts um, since, I think, what, 1964 when they came out? Because you got to remember, prior to that, Ray Charles was essentially making like country music. And then... Uh, Yakubs are like, let's take country music and make it shittier and less digestible and then actually call it country. <laughs> um, right. You know, you know, when you do Anglory. Yeah. See rock Uh-oh. and Roll, which is functionally dead now. And Ugh, see rap hmm. which has too many intruders. Shout out to Igloo Australia. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Miley Miley Cyrus who want back in, but you know, we, we see a, a black person. I mean, it was trap country. Let's just be like straight up. Yeah. I mean, shit. let's like, if, like if the Migos went to a hold down, it would be that damn song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and for the record, the song is absolutely ridiculous, but I love that shit. <laughs> I ain't going to say that. Like the, the song is like the best thing I've ever heard. Cause I'll be a fucking liar. But do I love that stupid ass song? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. Bianca, not so much, but you know what? That's fine. I respect my friend opinion. Yeah, I needed a palate cleanser. And I got my palate cleanser in the form of one Gene Nigger. Gene who, Nigger. Who I know you can at least find on Google Play Music. I don't use Spotify, Tidal, or Apple Music. But you can also find him on YouTube. And yes, his name is Gene Nigger. He's a uh, uh, black Nicaraguan. And he's got a song called Que La Pasa. And that joint slaps like that joint yeah, I, slaps. I, I can't. I can't. I can't front it. It really do. It really do. It really do. Like it goes. Like G nigga blacked on this shit, and like I started like holding my like phone up to it. The album cover. The album cover made me holler because it was like one of them damn like it. Like the the album cover and like his Avian profile and shit. Like it looked like the cover. It looked like the Avian somebody on Black Planet. Like, <laughs> like, like it, like it definitely. It definitely looked like somebody tear profile pic. Like it, the shit was fucking hilarious. But like, like some, something. like some old ass uncle didn't crop his shit right and just left yeah, it Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like they were trying to get, like they were trying to get the new shoes, but they ended up getting like the jeans all the way to the goddamn crotch area. <laughs> like that's what the fucking album cover looked like. So the shit is fucking hilarious, but that shit slapped. I came from That shit slapped. I think we could get away with playing this. I would see it. He ain't got no damn money to lose. Not even worried about that necessarily, because like my thing is like I want him to get money. This is exposure. Like, right. Th- we- this show has lots of fans, and this video has thirteen hundred views. Hey all right that's enough oh um, yeah I'm, I'm just about to say, let's, let's, let's not be too let's not be too reckless yeah check out the rest of it on youtube the video is kind of cool it's pretty fun um i don't know people might look at it like i don't know is he really black and it's like no you got to understand like the afro uh Like central americano relations like belize and honduras nicaragua where this dude's from um and all of them have like legit black populations like the u.s black population is like 13 percent, and in nicaragua it's like nine percent so like not that different just it's a much smaller place but no um dude is like like he legit wrote this beat and i was telling jeremy about it since like the last time we recorded and he refused to listen and finally he listened and realized Yo, G nigga got 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 a cut. With like, this, I can possibly. see my I can see myself I can see myself at, at a ball or lounge or some shit and they play this and now and, and me dancing like the dancing ass nigga that I am. I can see it. Turning up a little bit, the DJ blends it in the drip spot Cardi B. Like, come on. I, I can see it. I can see come it. Come on. I fuck I, on, fo- I, fo- I fo- the Came through a J- Drip drip. Yeah. Came I mean, through drip. Yo, dripping. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be fire as fuck. Yeah, yeah by yeah. the way, I'm a DJ everybody in case that isn't say, clear yet. Like <laughs> Right, I was about to say all oh, resident DJ. I was just about to fucking say. But yeah. I I listen, I would suggest listening to both of uh G nigga and Lil Nas X. Uh that's just me. Because listen, I I need I need I need I need fuckery. In my life, to balance out the bullshit, because listen, let me tell you something, y'all niggas be on some other shit, but like, you know, we're gonna get into later. But oof, yeah, 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 like music still needs and frankly deserves to be fun. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you just gotta cut loose and like not even understand what the dude's talking about, or it's be like, oh, he's singing about a tractor. That okay, yes, um, correct.
1: Cause let me I mean, tell you
0: something. I still don't know what the fuck um a nigga named Navadeus is saying on March Madness, but that's still my shit. Dirty soda in the styrofoam. That's all I know. That's all that's all the fuck I know. These cops shooting nigga tragic. But like that's literally all and I still don't know what the fuck Navadis is saying. But it be like that sometimes. Get us all the phone, get us the magic. Right. That's literally I don't know shit. That Trust me, that that, mi- that's exactly how I sound rapping G, Nigga. It's no different. <laughs> <Yeah. So. laughs> if you can bump the future, you can bump the G, Nigga. Goddamn. Yes, and um, that is my hot take. Yeah, my woo. I agree. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no. I, I found G, Nigga because I like legit. I keep in I think I was. I oh, was searching for a song on. Uh, Google Play and I typed in nigga and I hit the send button by mistake. I know they're on the opposite sides of the keyboard, but <laughs> uh, you know, I'm two, two thumb in it. And I like, I just hit the search button. And it pulled me a dude that name was just nigga. And I was like, wait, you you don't get to call yourself this, fam. You need a new name. And then now, like, he he, he sends Hezzy, I think it's Flex or some shit like that. Um, but then I saw nigga poison. Mm. And then I saw Rasta nigga. Rasta the nigga. <laughs> then I saw nigga B, and then nigga P, and then there's black nigga. There's nigga C. Yeah, white people, y'all need to uh, skip this part of the show. Um, There's a rapper called White nigga Believe it or not. Um, what? Yeah, who's surprised? Come on, show you. No. Um, there's rich nigga. Oh, yeah, that's uh, there's Churi nigga. C h u r i. There's little nigga and there's L L nigga. There's J nigga, um, Anderson niggas. And by the way, most of these folks are rapping in like Spanish or some other local dialectal dialect version of Spanish. Um, so I think the word nigga just means something different to them. If I'm this is clear. like the periodic table of niggers. There's young trap niggers, the purple nigga, deadliest niggers alive. Uh, that nigga John. Which not to be confused with that dude, John, on Twitter, who's the most depressed person I've ever ran across. Um and then yeah, I see G nigga, but I see G nigga, and I see like the jeans rolled up and the, the tube socks on the on the sand. I refuse to call the shit a beach. Um <laughs> my sand is beautiful. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, boss young niggas, boys niggas, and they have. Very Hispanic and questionably black. Um This is like the ABC of niggas. Pretty much. Uh Millet the real nigga, which I tried to listen to him. I got like a minute in. It was it was it wasn't. It wait, his uh, name is Millet. M-I-L-L-E-T nigga. Uh, let's see. Who else? It was brilliant nigga, fresh nigga, bear nigga, wavy nigga, emotional nigga. Emotional nigga songs. Oh what? Yeah, emotional nigga. His song was all right. Um, emotional nigga. Yeah, it's only a minute and a half long. He he can make longer songs, I think. But um, there's dog nigga who strangely looks like someone we going to talk about later. Um, mm. there's Eskimo nigga, which is horrible because Eskimo is not a uh, word that we use to describe people um, that we want to describe as Eskimo folks. That shit is a slur, um, so we don't say that word no more. Right. Um, So that's just weird. I hope that that person is like in that community and is using that shit like ironically. Um, Yeah. Does nigga knows words? And then finally, there's I wish you would. Nigga nigga knows words. (laughs) So T.I. basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Which I didn't listen to his song. His song is called Walk That Dog. And I'm like, "Eh, listen to enough DMX in my life. Um, Yeah, there's already a niche for that. Yeah, the the last one of the lesson of note is "I Wish You Would," nigga, whose song is called "I Wish You Would." Uh, why would why would it be anything else? He's from Arkansas. Uh, again, why would it be anything else? <laughs> <laughs> like that is all brand of a motherfucker. Anyway, so that is that is a, a moderate size sampling of the niggas you can find on one Google Play Music. Um, Talk about powerful niggatry at work. White people, come on back. I think we're done talking about those people now. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Speaking of niggas you can find on the internet, or hot takes you can find about a nigga on the internet, so LeBron James season is over. That nigga trash. He washed. He sucks. Come on. Come on. He's never on. He's never better than Jordan. He's never better than Kobe. He's never better than Kareem. He's not even better than Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson never missed the playoffs. Uh, 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 motherfucking, uh. Lance Stevenson uh, ain't never missed the playoffs. Even uh, 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 motherfucking, uh, uh. He could have came to Portland. You see, Portland is, is in the, Portland never misses the playoffs. Utah never misses the playoffs. Yeah, he's not better than Carmelo Malone or, or Clyde Drexler even. Yeah. Kyrie, I, had, Kyrie carried him to the finals. Kyrie deserved that MVP. He's the one who made the shot. Dwayne Dwayne Wade carried him in Miami. It was Dwayne Wade's Miami Heat. Motherfucker. Uh Jordan ain't never missed a shot in the game. Never. Jordan always made the shots and he always took the shots. And as far as I'm concerned, Jordan ain't never lo- lost three games on a row. Never. Anyway, the league is Giannis Antetokounmpo's composed now anyway. Um So I'm not all that heartbroken about LeBron missing the playoffs. He deserves a break. He made eight straight finals. Yeah. Um, Had a couple Olympic runs in the mix. Um, Had some deep playoff runs that didn't necessarily end the trips to the finals. And, yeah, the team around him is one that I think we all knew going in was like, ooh, they might need to add some shit to compete. And then they added some shit, and it was like, ooh, now people getting hurt. And – the shit that they added don't really matter as much now because they play too much. Um, yeah, on, on they rely too much on people who wasn't expected to play as much because they got people to like fill these gaps necessarily. Um, but no, the league belongs to Giannis and Pelicans anyway. He took the league uh, officially, not by dunking on three people's heads, not by developing an outside shot, not even um by dunking on three people's heads from the three point line but he was at an autograph session and a little girl came up with a folder of drawings that she did of Giannis and the Bucks and stuff. And Giannis legit took time out of his day uh, to stop the signature stuff for the moment and come around and see the little girl's artwork and then gave her a hug and took a picture with her. And that's how you become the face of the league. Correct. That is how you. That is how you win. Not only the, that not only the respect of your peers, but the respect of the fans, and even people that ain't fans or, nor your peers, but they see your humanity. So shout out to. Listen, let me tell you something. If that motherfucker ever learned how to shoot, even halfway decent. Ooh wee. Right, Funk Flex bomb on y'all. Because that's a scary thought. Like. Jahnsen Tadekumpo is everything I thought T.J. Warren would become, except T.J. Mm. Warren stuck playing a fucking Phoenix. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they came in. They both had crazy creative game around the rim. Uh, good two point basket scorers, decent range. You know, good ball handling skills, what have you. Um, both, you know, came in as small forwards. It was expected. Hey, like you know, T.J. has got to add outside shot to really be like a extra valuable. A small forward in the league, and then they said Giannis has to become um, a threat from outside to become a legit threat in the league. In the league, and then Giannis was like, actually, Jason Kidd was like, "Nah, I'm playing point guard now." And with him, yeah, playing point guard now, it's like, ooh, that that that's different. Um, he's seven yeah. feet tall with fucking a gazelle's gait and can get to the rim from the three-point line in two steps, no travels. Shout out to James Harden, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Like TJ Warren he, on the other hand still has to played seventy games in the season and um plays decent minutes when he's in the games, but he he's on Phoenix. Yeah, I mean it's um I mean, you honestly you could stop it saying he's on Phoenix, honestly. Phoenix is like the Phoenix is like the social circle of the NBA. T.J. Warren, uh, no, no, you're not wrong. Uh, T.J. Warren averaging 20 points and 4.6 rebounds per, 40, per 36 minutes, or 51% two-point shooting from the field. Because, again, he's not a guy who's taking a whole lot of threes necessarily. He made 77 so far this season, which is his career high. Um, but, no, he, he's not someone that you look to necessarily to be like, hey, that's the three-point shooting man right there. Um Yeah, also really good, you know, defensive rating, uh, really good offensive rating. His defensive rating is not that great, but again, he plays for Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything great that you're saying about him, which, which stands, but then it just all took us back to, but he's on Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Damn saying what he did to that dog. Poor guy. Okay. No one deserves such trauma. Yeah, yeah. Who is? You know what? Let's move on because just talking about Phoenix got me triggered. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, what are we? What are we moving on to? You, you pick. Well, um, ooh, speaking of triggering, <laughs> oh, and, uh, let's, come on, sound effects. <laughs> come on, make it Kurt a Kurt job easier. <laughs> 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 Uh, speaking. Let's speaking of trigger. Uh, trigger warning. So let's talk about our uh Kristaps Porzingis. Woo, woo. what a story uh, this fucking is. Yeah. Uh. Woo. So Bianca, let's give him a rundown. Cause like, oh. ah, I know you have that all encompassing article pulled up. Woo. Yeah. So okay. Um. What we know is that. Four days ago, as April 1st, um, a woman went to NYPD's, uh, NYPD precinct, and told the officers there that Chris Porzingis, NBA player, um, raped her in February 2018 um, while he was a member of the New York Knicks. He's since been traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that will be important later. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so um, Pozingas is denying the account, um, saying that uh, she's just trying to extort him for lots of money that she claims that he agreed to pay in a contract. Um, The story goes that she and he were doing meditative work together, and he visited her at her apartment in the building where they both lived, and yeah, I guess they wanted to hang out. And so he invited her back to his place. Um, she says that he, um, all seven foot three, 240 pounds of his, held her down and raped her. Um, that is never an easy sentence to say, even in the speculative nature which this all currently exists, because again, this is all like really new, like the whole story's new basically, as far as what we know publicly. Um, apparently he uh, held her down on the bed and also like hit her in the face and spit on her and called her things outside of her name that I don't feel comfortable repeating. Um, And then the story gets weird because this is said to have taken place hours after he tore his ACL in his knee. hours, like he tore his ACL, he got the diagnosis, it was confirmed, torn ACL, and like with those things, they usually get released like the night before, they'll put you in a cast of some shit and send you on your way and then be like, hey, we're going to schedule a surgery for, you know, Monday morning or whatever time. Um, but according to a documentary about his rehab from the ACL tear, because he, ha- he hasn't played since, um, again, he's been traded But at his big size, um, they're being real cautious about making sure he's like fully healed and shit. So apparently he joined his brothers and his physiotherapists uh, for tequila shots after getting his diagnosis that night. So okay, that lines up with what I said earlier. Like, you know, usually keep you in like surgery you like right there in the moment. They tell you, hey, like we confirmed this is what it is. And we're gonna schedule the doctor to come back and patch you up. And so they did shots and started the next day. It's a new beginning because it was like, hey, we got to build you back up or whatever. Um, okay, so the NBA was alerted months ago of the um, accusation, and they're aware of the ongoing investigation of the accuser by the feds. Um, and they can't comment further on it because it's being investigated by the feds. He insists all sexual contact was consensual, his uh, lawyer does. According to multiple reports, I'm just going to skip that part. The woman told police she waited nearly 14 months to come forward because Porzingis had pledged to purchase her silence by giving her $68,000 to put toward her sibling's college tuition, which she then reneged on. Or which he then reneged on, sorry. Um... There is a high ranking NYPD source who claims that the woman is credible and believable yet this is where it takes another weird fucking turn. Mm. Um, the woman reached out to the next legal department, hoping that the team would basically discreetly mediate the attempts uh, to get him to pay the money that she says that he promised. Um, Says the woman continued to pursue a romantic relationship with him following the incident, and said that she that he signed an agreement confirming his intent to pay that sixty eight thousand bucks. Um, here comes the next weird turn. Um, his agent denies that he did, that he signed any such contract. Believes the document, which was handwritten and has his name frequently misspelled, and was then forged. And the way it was forged was that it spelled his first name, Chris Taft. Like, didn't have the S on the end. All right. Chris Taft. Oh, never mind. Continue, continue. Apparently, uh, he tried to break off talks with her. No, the, the, the team broke off talks with her in November, informing her that Prozingis decided to retain counsel to represent him and that the team would not have any further involvement on his behalf. They offered a similar response this past weekend. Um, The team said this is his personal matter, not related to the Knicks, um, which is very boilerplate, but whatever. Um, The Mavericks, who acquired him in January of this year, also said, hey, we've been instructed by the feds that we are not supposed to comment on this. And so let's see. Let's continue on. Okay, so the night he was traded. Um, it was reported that Knicks had informed the Mavericks of the pending rape allegation against Porzingis during the call with the league to confirm that the deal was going down. Um, but here comes another turn. Uh, Dallas says, uh, uh, was told to the Dallas Morning News that the discussion during the trade focused on the extortion attempt and not the rape. Uh, saying that, the Knicks told the Mavericks they were convinced that Paul was telling the truth, um, but according to the newspaper or, or journalist who wrote the story, the word rape was ever used, only ever extortion. So mm-hmm. it's weird because you have to consider the Knicks could have just like dodged talking about that to get the trade pushed through. Um, It's also possible that the Mavericks, who have been in hot water previously for things concerning sexual assault in the workplace, um, could have just took the Knicks' evaluation at face value, proceeded with the transaction without doing any further due diligence. Um, And that is highlighted here in this article um, with the whole link to it, talking about the organization-wide sexual harassment scandal that Mark Cuban has had to stand in front of and not necessarily defend, but basically figure out. Yeah. I that was the part to me where I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, so the Dallas Mavericks, the team acquiring this guy, um who again if they weren't told, then they weren't told, and if they were only told, hey, she's trying to extort this guy and not told she's trying to extort him because he um had sexually assaulted her and was Trying to pay her money, basically, you know, hush money. Right. So, fam, so aggressive with the fucking autoplay. I hit pause, scrolled away, and I should autoplay it again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that sports illustrator, like, you're going to hear this today. Right. We got a story to tell you, damn it. We don't give a fuck if you're on your headphones. All right. You, like, you're like going to learn today. Yeah. So, um, the team president and CEO. Of the Dallas Mavericks had been in hot water since at least 2010, 2011, um, which, worth noting, was the year that they won the title uh, most recently for that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, so their president CEO, Turdema Usari, has been in, I don't know if I said his name right, I don't fucking care, um, has been in hot water because he had a reputation as a serial sexual harasser, um, and a woman who sort of was the smoking gun on this whole thing, um, knew that about him, basically. It was like, no, I'm uncomfortable with meeting with you on a one-on-one setting. Um, And so, yeah, so again, you have this really weird situation where the NYPD has said she's credible, and there's also the possibility that there were forged contracts in play right and there's also the whole thing about like did he or did he not um, you know make sexual like unwanted sexual contact with her and did he say these you know slur type things epithet type things to her and it's just really all a big fucking mess right it is oh a big fucking mess um, yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot Cause we were talking about our pregame. Once we when we got to those like full that those seniors we were like, Ooh. <laughs> right. Because if you got a situation where again like a five figure thing, which I don't know if Chris Stapp signed his big money extension, but like sixty eight grand based on his salary, um, I don't think would necessarily have been something like out of the. Um, realm of possibility that would be a number that he would um, land on Mm. for these purposes. But if you're saying it was a contract and we look at that contract and it's a forged contract and we know it's a forged contract either because of the fact that his name wasn't spelled right or his signature was forged or whatever, like, that is, I mean, that is like the Bizarro Jesse Smollett check at this point, is it not? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like, really, a, girl, that that is a like that, that's legit. Like, i feeling it. Like, girl, you you, right. you, that, that you, is, you 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 could go to jail, <laughs> like prison for that shit. Not even just jail. Like, you you go to you, you go to prison. Nah, I ain't saying that. Shoe program, nigga. <laughs> right, They like, said. Listen, you be like, shit, you, you a, you, ample going to prison, shit, for two different things, allegedly. Oof. Mm. But uh, yeah, that that uh, oof. And I think it was also like you said, like the the fact that he go with got traded to the Mavericks, who have their own sexual harassment, you know, slash assault thing. It just it's it's it, oof it's it's a it's a it's it's a perfect storm of fuckery. yeah it's, it's a lot and usually i try to stay away from talking about things that are like this new in the news because there's so much to discover and the last time a lot of us tried to talk about something that was this new in the news that involved violence against somebody like that shit just became a whirlwind that like nobody could fucking control and it was just really annoying after a while to see people being annoying about it. Um, Right. But yeah, there is a lot here. Um, Make no mistake. There is a lot here. And I I want to be gentle and sensitive about it, obviously. And I want, obviously, for the accuser to have her day in court, which is my most point A to point B line I can draw in terms of the notion of leaving, you know, accusers um, because it's not like just the outright, just, Hey, he's guilty and you're innocent and you deserve all this money. And he's, it's not that it is legitimately like, you know, there is a player, you know, involved who's, you know, popular. It has like star power mm-hmm. and influence and whatever. And then the team that he used to play on at the time, um, which is one of the highest valued sports franchises in the country. Right. Despite their ineptitude. This Despite their ineptitude, which, again, immaterial. But in a wow. league that is basically printing its own money at this point because it is so wildly popular now. It's so loaded to the gills with star power um, right. and personalities and – young fans and old fans coming back to the game and everything else. Um, But none of those things means that she doesn't deserve her day in court. And none of those things means that she shouldn't or doesn't deserve to have the opportunity to have her case heard. Um, And that's what I would like for her. That's what I would, Hope to see and hear um, that the charges don't just get dismissed. That she doesn't like just get turned away for like lack of like. Bring it all out. Let's see what happens, mm-hmm. and let justice be served in the way that it needs to be served. Um, Correct. Yeah, basically, you know, don't this don't discredit her. Don't discount her her story. Um, uh, And let her have her day in court, and don't just automatically jump to defend Porzingis, and let us and let let things play out like like you said. Don't be annoying, right? Which is the most important thing. Speaking of being the fuck annoying, so let's just go ahead and segue into our last topic before we get up out of here. So. if you haven't heard because you've been under a rock or avoiding social media or the radio or the news, um, Nipsey Hussle uh, was shot and killed um, outside of his one of his, his um, clothing store in Los Angeles. Um, rapper Nipsey Hussle died Sunday after a shooting in Los Angeles near a clothing store that he owned according to a high-ranking law enforcement official with the, with the Los Angeles Police Department. Two other people were injured in the shooting around 3.30, I mean, 3.30, 3.20 p.m. According to the department, the shooting occurred in the area of Slauson Avenue and Crenshaw Boulevard. Um, The victims were transported to a hospital where one of them was pronounced dead according to to the police and the other two were in stable condition. Police added and the one uh, who was pronounced dead was um, Nipsey um so i purposefully have more or less been avoiding talking about this on social media um because it has been a lot going on and i don't really have the i to to make it plain and I don't have the capacity to be arguing with niggas over the internet. Yeah, <laughs> like that's about as simple as I can like put it. Um, and also it's one thing where, especially not like at my advanced age, like I want to sit on things and really process my emotions and my feels and my thoughts before I rush to have a hot take. Yes. Um, I want to sit and dwell and process what I am feeling so I can articulate it. Well, articulate it as best I can because, I mean, listen to how I sound. But, you know, good, good to fuck, love everybody. Um, so, yeah, I purposely have been avoiding talking about it for the most part. I might retweet a couple of things here and there, you know, because Twitter is my primary social social media. But for the most part, I've been staying away from it. Um, Until the podcast, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast after I've, like I said, been able to sit on how I feel. Um, So first of all, let me say this. Um, I do think it's very sad. Um, I do think it's very tragic um, how he was uh, murdered. Um, And at the end of the day. That is a a a we we all live with a wife without a husband a a fiance without yeah but oh, yeah, they', they were working toward that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, thank you um children without a father, um a mother without a son, all that et cetera, et cetera um, uh, so I don't want to diminish that because I feel like especially on the internet, like a lot has been done and like, whatever side, quote unquote, that you're on on this. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say a lot of empathy is only flowing one way, but we'll get to that. Um So I don't want to diminish that there, that there is some legitimate hurt and especially for his friends and family of losing him. So I do want to say, that is very sad and my my heart does go out to um them um because that is that will, it is very sad and that's a very fucked up way for someone to lose their life um outside of that store i think like he was doing some kind of community he was doing um, a meet and greet he was, yeah he was doing a meet and greet at his store like taking pictures with fans and... right right like that that's that's a fucked up way to, to for him to for his life to be taken, um, from his, from his loved ones. So I do want to send my condolences. I I, I really do. Um, with that said, um, um, his passing, um, there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of other conversation because, and I, as a matter of fact, I tweeted this earlier, this is basically another case of uh, Erica Garner, because nipsey Hussle, while he was alive um he was not here for all black people he was um not here for um gay black people gay black men specifically um and while he was alive there was a lot of controversy about that um he tried to apologize which honestly and that clip of him apologizing quote-unquote or clearing it up quote-unquote honestly I this is not be being shady or anything we're gonna get into honestly y'all need to stop sharing that clip because honestly it makes him look worse um there was a lot of talk about it then and it's being resurfaced again here because uh just like with erica garner um the people that he was not here for while he was alive um I, I haven't seen anybody saying good or, you know, like, good that he passed or he deserved it or whatever. I haven't seen that. But what I have seen is a lot of queer people uh, being like... "Why well, I've seen a lot of queer people wrestling with the fact that it is very tragic that this man died. But while he was alive, he that he did not see it for us. Um, And I've also seen a lot of queer people being... Um, indifferent. Um, and what I've also seen, as usual, is a lot of straight people doing the fucking most, as we often tend to do. So with that said, uh, Bianca, I'll let you uh, have the floor. Yeah, so it's, it's an incredible, um, I guess, Point along the spectrum at which I sit, because I know people who have held his baby, and I also think about that photograph that you know he put that caption on, and just thinking like, you know, if one of the boys in the caption was gay and was hiding it, or just wasn't out, or was closeted, or was out and whatever. or what if those boys has a friend or a family member or something that's gay now like they are attached um permanently because images don't die they don't go away like we've all seen it um right screenshots are forever even that just images on the internet forever trust me that's something i wish i could have back but no um (laughs) you know and so for those people to see and, and that's what i think about a lot like you know I'm going to jump off briefly and then jump back in. Um, but, like, even with Hurricane Katrina, like, the people I thought about were people who were, like, infirmed in a hospital, or both folks who had just left for vacation and took, like, three days' worth of shit, or people who were planning to get married in New Orleans that weekend or the following weekend, who had right. to scramble to find last minute, you know, modifications to their plans. But those are the people I tend to think about just because that's just how my mind works. Mm-hmm. And so. When I think about Nipsey Hussle in a, a snapshot in time, and a moment that was captured, and for him to, you know, say the things that accompanied that caption, he mm-hmm. says on it, you know, no hyper violent, no abandoners. But in between that, he said no homosexual. And it's just like, right, there are a lot of people in this photo, <laughs> is what I'm saying here. And it is hard to extract as much as I am doing out of a photograph. I readily admit that, but um, I would argue it's not really extracting a lot because, I mean, listen, and this is the thing when I said, I was talking to a friend about this. This is This is why it kind of pays to treat people like people, like all people like people, and with decency and kindness while you're alive. So in the unfortunate... You know time of your passing we won't have to have these conversations uh because this the what got him in hot water was basically like because the whole thing says demonstration speaks louder than conversation they're gonna feed us every image of our boys and me of all men and boys with this one no hyperviolet like you said which is a problem in the media which hey. is a problem in the media. He said, no abandoners, which also is a problem. Although that's kind of skewed because when you kind of break down and look at the numbers, and I'm not saying that niggas don't need to get their shit together, but when you look at the numbers, black men are are usually in their child's lives more than, than what is portrayed. Like I say, I'm not saying it's perfect. And I'm not saying niggas don't need to get their shit together because we do. But, you know, just looking at the statistics, there are, you know, it is, Uh, It's uptick is what I should say and like if he would have kept it at that he would have been fine But like you said then he threw that no homosexual in there and then went on the breakfast club Which also terrible decision to try to justify saying he was taken out of context And then basically pulled the homophobic equivalent of I can't be racist. I got black friends except if you listen to that quote closer he cites a lesbian, I think, uh cousin yeah. or something that he has. And I'm like, that's not even so right. Okay, right. so let, let's let's do some rubber on the road now. Um it is generally more accepted and this is a, this is a double standard that I posted about kind of um in a thing on HBCU fashions today where I was like, Oh well this person said this thing and you know like they were like, Hey, like the double standard's gotta stop, you know, like if I as a man wanna like do sexual things with one of my homeboys, that should be cool because women do sexual things to homegirls all the time. And it's like, some of that is just like positioned in this male gaze where it's like, you know, oh, I'd like to see two girls making out. Like we saw that with that, you know, middle little light commercial all those years ago and all those things, um, tons of examples of this in the media. But like that brand of girl on girl lesbianism is seen as acceptable. Whereas like butch lesbian women, Sexually, not so much, Um, but also like, masculine-centered, lesbian women tend to, again, this is not an absolute, I don't speak in absolutes, but tend to have a particular type of clout in the hood, proverbially, wherever the hood may be. Um, Masculine-centered, lesbian women may just have a particular type of clout uh, that gay men don't feel that they ever have access to. even if they're not necessarily like effeminate gay men. Um, and so you got this weird dichotomy where it's like, you know, he says this thing about his lesbian family member, and it's like, that doesn't address the complexities of black gay men, which is what you were talking about, which is the mission of your organizing this group of boys in the first place, and then saying what you said about them and positing that and holding that. Up against the notion of either being, uh, you know, hyper violent, uh, hyper violent, or abandoners, or yeah. Right. like that. It's just it, like one of those things is not like the other, straight up.
1: Right. Um,
0: and I mean, honestly, like again, uh, like and Bianca, you it, it's um articulated that very well, uh, eloquently, more so than I ever could, but. For me, it just comes off as like, well, nigga, like if because I'm, I mean, risk I mean, rest in peace and all that. But we gonna be, I mean, he's he's he wasn't smart enough to address all that shit. But like <laughs> breaking it down, I we we can of, we can litigate this and be fair about it. Um, well, yeah, we could, but also like even, but like I said, in that clip in that interview, like even still, like well, if you knew or you have like um, gay, uh, I mean. Well, yeah, because, I mean, listening to gay is thing. Like, what well, you know, I mean, gay, you, you know what I'm saying. It's all in like the LGBTQ you, umbrella. Yeah, like we, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you have, like, gay family members, like, a, a gay woman in your life or friends around you, like he said, grew up there, you knew better. But you still chose to d- put this in there any fucking way. So either way, it like I said, it makes you look worse. Yeah. Like, what I was, what I was looking for was, because there was some time between, like, him making that post and then him going on The Breakfast Club. Like the, the 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 thing I was most closely to like looking for as far as looking for goes on this thing, because I, you know, I knew it happened, I kinda let the shit breathe and you know moved on with my life. Um But you know, the, the thing that can the thing that can happen in these situations, and I'm kind of giving the game away for free and saying this, but if you feel like you've been in hot water for something you said about a particular community, um, the thing to do is to then reach out to somebody in that community who will talk to you. And try to come out of it with a better sense of understanding, not just using their presence as a sort of shield from the, you know, the things you said. Because if you just hold them up as they exist, that's not good enough. You got to hold them up and say, "Hey, like we dialogued about this, and you know, I realized that the mission of what I was saying was kind of askew, and that what I said could hurt people, um, including people close to me that I love." Um, yeah. Or including people that I just want to, you know, build community with, uh, including people who have held me down in different ways in the past, because I don't, you know, because he says something about that's yeah, the music industry and like we all know somebody gained in the music. And it's like, that's fine and all. But like, you realize you said something that could that puts them in the same light as, you know, abusers and abandoners. And, but again, like, if you, if you knew this, you were cognizant when you made that fucking post. So, again, it makes you look better. I mean, it makes you look worse. Mm-hmm. And, again, so, like... And, and the other thing, and not to cut you off, but, like, no, no, right? it would be one thing, like, because, I mean, you, you're right. Like, that did happen, and, you know, time can go on and stuff. And, like, at, at least for me, I would hope that he like you said, it took some time to learn and grow and stuff, but from what we have been presented and what we've seen, it don't look like he did that. No, and again, unfortunately, we have no way to prove that because, again, his life was cut short, and like, here's the thing I will offer up as a sort of, I don't want to say olive branch, but fuck it, it fits. Um, Not everybody comes to the table equipped with the language, even if they might have the feelings, because like he said in a follow-up post where he was like, um, I don't look down on gay people. I love all the God's children for real. I take issue with the larger agenda. And it's like, fam, here you go with the agenda thing again. And the truth is right. like, you know, LGBT people have gone from like zero representation at all to finally having a little slice of the pie. And you look at it like you got a whole pie on your face. And it's like, no, that's not the case at all. It's just, you know, LG, you know, queer people are saying like, we're not as common, but we're not hiding anymore either. Um and we're not looking for approval necessarily because people say shit in you know the year of our Beyonce 2019, like I disagree with homosexuality. And it's like that don't even mean anything. Like that's like saying you disagree with green t-shirts or you disagree with uh, Honda's being a car company or you know, something along those lines, and you disagree that this is a podcast. Like, no, like this is this is a podcast that features a trans woman on it. Like it just is <laughs> Um Right. And also in that same interview, he still was calling, calling it a lifestyle, right? Yeah. And I don't consider what I'm doing a lifestyle. I'm, I'm living, you know, kind of just like everybody else. I like to go on dates and I like to, you know, smoke a little tree with my friends every once in a while. And I like to gather together and talk about how we're going to, you know, Build senses of community, like, you know, the the things that I'm sure that Nipsey Hussle also liked doing. Um, going on dates and smoking a little tree and talking about how to help build community. And to his credit, it looked like he was getting some of that done. Like I I take nothing away from him in terms of, you know, like he bought a place from neighborhood blocks and was giving people jobs and you know, was willing to like do like hood handouts and things like that. I I am not interested in detracting from the things that he did. Um, the problem is that lack of interest in detracting the things he did tends to go one way because when it comes to his comments about gay men, which by the way, for the record, I never identified as a gay man and I still don't um, identify, well, I don't identify as any kind of man at all, but um, I never did identify as a gay man prior to transitioning. Um, and now, you know, the way I, like homosexuality such as it were is if you like me, you're gay pretty much as a sort of tongue in cheek thing. Um, but yeah, there, there, was, there was some work that was available to be done there. And again, it is tragic that that was cut off from him. Um, who knows if in 2020, he might've seen the light on that or, you know, whenever. Um, and I can say that despite my strong feelings of we don't necessarily have time to wait for casual homophobia or severe homophobia or homophobia in any other form in between to be eradicated because all of it is still homophobia at the end of the day so and homophobia literally kills right at and a faster, so homophobia kills at a faster rate than it takes for uh, other people to grow right and so you know and we all you know have done things and just realized, um, man, I was shipping doing, you know, whatever. I I just got to chill. I gotta I gotta get off that. Um, and that kind of growth is that's cool. Like if you can stand in, yo, I used to do some head ass shit, and I'm off that. You know, I don't do that no more. Like we don't operate in those ways anymore. If you want to search my tweets for it, the last ones you're gonna see of me doing this ridiculous thing was from like 2013 and it's 2019 now, and I've got six years of growth, and I've got six years of saying the right things, and doing the right things, and being present in the right ways for the community, um, then I'm, I'm going to take you at that. And I'm going to say, hey, look, you didn't, you didn't come with the scholarly, I didn't come with the scholarly language. And I felt the way about myself that I present myself to the world today, I felt it for a long fucking time. Um, And yet, I didn't have all the necessary language, and I still don't have all the necessary language for other isms and phobias. Like I'm still getting better, you know, about speaking up and advocating against ableism, and I'm getting better about, you know, advocating for you know other people and other marginalized identities who don't necessarily need my voice to replace theirs, but would appreciate having you know another voice amplifying theirs or what have you. Um, So we're not we're not all just like ready, you know, sitting with the woke language, just out here being good human beings, and then it's these other people who just don't fucking get it and never will, although there totally are people who just don't fucking get it. Um, And don't care to get it. And don't care to get it. And so it's, yes, extend grace, but then it's like, okay, how much grace do I really extend here? Like, how much much of myself do I offer, and how much of myself do I give up um, for public consumption in ways that don't serve me. Um, you know, it, 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 it takes more than I think people realize for, you know, someone like me, for example, uh, to be at my, you know, work, doing whatever mind my business. And someone uses the phrase man toward me, you know, like multiple times. And I feel like that's one of those things where like, it's a verbal tick, like people just say like dude or whatever about everybody. And then I will, I'll just bristle about it and you know I'll say, hey, can we modify the language you use about me? And people are usually willing to like do that. Um, but some of the people, um, this is this is one of those Venn diagram is a circle kind of situations. Some of the people who are so like loud about the fact that, hey, a gay person said that they weren't more than Nispy Hustle's death, that's why I don't fuck with gay people. And I wish y'all never get rights and you know shit like that. Um, yeah, th- those people are. That's the same folks who don't adjust their behaviors when marginalized people ask them to. Um, I will say, for me. And this is me, I, Jeremy, the 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 the, the Jorts the wearing nigga that is on your that you're listening to, <laughs> <laughs> damn Bianca. I was trying to be serious, but <laughs> 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 oh lord, you didn't some sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me, like it's not simple, but in a way, it kind of is simple. In that, my nigga, we don't, it's always, and I hate to sound so goddamn simple about it, but my nigga, we don't really have the same energy when racists die. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people don't like to, like, get tired of, like, hearing the comparisons of, like, homophobia and racism or misogyny and racism stuff, but my nigga, you ain't never going to catch a racist that's also cool with gay people. Like, you ain't never gonna see that shit. You ain't never gonna, you ain't never gonna see a racist that's like, oh, well, god damn it, I j-. a racist that's well, like, god damn it, fuck those niggas. But you know, those goddamn gays, I love them. Like, you ain't never gonna see that shit. You ain't never gonna see that shit. Now, is there, you know, some overlap, like, in community? Like, you know, cause I, you know, I have, you know, listen, you know, I, I, unlike a lot of people, I actually listen to my queer brethren and sister and then they talk about how even within the community there is a lot of racism you know within the community I mean we all know about the 53 percent of white women so you know I know that that happens but uh, in general uh, you know you know what I'm saying like you ain't never gonna catch like a goddamn uh, Trump vote motherfucker be like well fuck you niggers but goddamn it you gays you okay like you ain't never gonna see that shit no so like we like Never really have this same energy like when racists die like we like am I supposed to be a soft feel sorry for that bitch I don't like most and I'm talking specifically to us black us Cishat straight-ass black people We like shit fuck that nigga like but when it's a motherfucker like when when it's someone like a, a Erica Garner who is one of us who is like aware on like race, but when it comes to other intersections within our race, such as you know, our black queer community, they fall short of that shit. But then when they die, and those same those very same black queer people are like, I mean, I'm not happy that they died, but it's kind of hard for me to reconcile with the fact that if while they were alive, they did not give a fuck about my life. And then all straight asses go, well, it's not the time, or y'all being too sensitive, or y'all try to counsel everybody, or y'all don't let nobody grow and shit. It's like, we never have that same motherfucking energy for white folks. And I'm not saying we should. I mean, if some of us choose this thing, Grace, I mean, I'm not necessarily one of those people, but I'm not saying you're wrong. What you are wrong for is trying to have the good... Overshadow the bad when they die. That's what the fuck you wrong about. And telling those very people that they are wrong, or that they're a terrible person for bringing it up, or this is not the right time. Well, when the fuck is it the right time? Because it was the right time when they was alive, and when they said the shit y'all said, told them to shut the fuck up. So now that they died, well, so now that they died, is it still not the right time? Because goddamn it, some somebody got to make time. And I'm not listen, and I'm not even naive to the fact that some straight people do do the most and try to get ally of the year and shit. I'm not naive to that fact. Everybody does to some extent But when you're trying to, well, not to some extent, but some, usually, you know, when somebody of a privileged group is trying to advocate, sometimes some people can go overboard. Like they're trying to get they you know, I am ally, hear me roll, super, super Mario, uh, mushroom and shit. I'm, you know, I'm not naive to that shit. How, how the fuck ever. And I mean, you can, I mean, you might feel a way about, feel that way about me. I mean, I don't really give a shit, but you know, good luck, everybody. But I just don't, I'm not in the business of telling marginalized people, which, you know, last time I shared the LGBTQIA community is a marginalized group. I'm just not in the business of telling marginalized groups that they have to ignore someone who did not give a fuck about them when they was alive i'm not in the business of telling them they have to just like shut up or get over it just because that person died and i'm not in the business of telling them that it's not the right time quote unquote to have a conversation about while they were alive if the shoe was on the other foot would they cry for me the way that y'all are crying for them and honestly while y'all are crying for them do y'all cry for me and people like me that's still alive on a daily basis, and we're keeping it all the way hundred? Because I'm not again. I'm not saying it's not tragic. I'm not saying that he deserved to die. I'm I. It was absolutely horrible how he died. And like I said, at the end of the day, that is somebody's son, somebody's father, somebody's fiance, and they are hurt and sadness is valid. And again, my heart goes out to them. It really does. At the same time, my heart also goes out to the people that while Nipsey was alive, he shitted on. Like, and I'm not going to ignore that. I'm not going to ignore that just because he died. Like, that's the thing I was talking about earlier, like the empathy going just one way. Like, where is the empathy for the black people? Like, and you talked about um, his sense of community earlier, Bianca, and I won't take that away from him either, but one, based on his own actions, one begs the question, was there a space in his community for 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 gay people, black black gay men specifically? And based on what he did while he was alive, it don't look like it. Now, unfortunately, he won't you know get a chance to you know, he he won't get a chance to ever you know hopefully grow and maybe one day he would have came around, and that's the sad part about it. He'll never get the chance to, but again, like I said earlier, that's why it just pays while you're alive to treat people like people, and if you happen to slip up and not treat people like people, legitimately apologize and make amends so we we won't have to have these conversations when you pass. Exactly. So, yeah, I, again, like, obviously, you know, prayers with Lauren London and, you know, their kid and his kid. um... Now, what I will say, what I will say, is, in fairness to Nipsey, in fairness, you niggas gotta stop being weird with these goddamn memes and conspiracy theories. Yeah, yes, please. Now that I was... That man Chalk Outline wasn't even dusty yet. Y'all was... Right. And now y'all up here linking him to some goddamn Dr. Sebi, who I still don't know necessarily who the fuck that is, but all I know is that motherfucker told y'all niggas you could cure cancer with some goddamn pancake mix and parsley and you motherfuckers acting like he the next coming of goddamn jesus christ listen listen linda Hunter, listen i mean need y'all to get it the fuck together like in fa- uh in fairness to nipsey stop linking him with that goddamn hotel man coming up with all these goddamn conspiracy theories and 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 memes and goddamn stay woken up now go to sleep go i think sleep. dr cb was about to buy nbc I swear, shit. Without it, without the goddamn money, niggas giving him because they think he can cure cancer. Shit, he all he might just buy shit. I mean, he dead now. Nah, he ain't buying nothing, but you know. Oh, not see. I didn't even know he was dead. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, pneumonia took him out, even though he had the cure for AIDS. Apparently. Uh, listen, listen. Um, but we say all that to say, I I, I do want to say rest in peace, Nipsey. So I, I really, I do genuinely mean that um I just also genuinely my empathy goes towards his family but my empathy also goes to the people that he basically gave his ass to kiss while he was still alive and how they are trying to process that and how they evil you know being indifferent or being conflicted or just feeling nothing at all like I my empathy goes to them as well it just doesn't go to one side of this and I think Again, just like with Erica Garner, I think a lot of us, and I'm, I'm calling, I'm pulling a little whole card on my, on my hetero brethren and sister. And I think a lot of us talk a good game about loving our LGBTQIA brethren and sister. And but when things happen like this, a lot of us center ourselves a lot And we are not as empathetic and understanding and allies, quote unquote, as we like to pretend that we are. Because if you can understand why, if you can understand why somebody went cry for a racist, you can understand why somebody went cry for a homophobe. You have the capacity to understand that shit because most of us do it. Most of us don't have no goddamn sympathy when racists die.
1: Yep, we just say, hey,
0: yeah, I'm having spaghetti for dinner tonight. Right. So if you can understand that. You can understand why some in our in our own black ass community who happen to be gay, you can understand why they will either not cry or be conflicted about a homophobe dying. You can understand that shit. And it don't take you much to uncenter yourself and grow your heart to have empathy for all parties involved. And at the end of the day, at the very least, shut the fuck up. And I'm done. I think that's a pretty good spot to close the show. Um, you got any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts. Um, use that hashtag crown of callers when live listening. Leave us some reviews and ratings. Um, however you listen to your podcast, get those um Apple Podcast on um, ratings up. I know Apple is like the ghetto with they with their podcast, but you know, good good to hell look, everybody. Um be good to others. Be good to everybody. Be good to all people of all identities. Um. Actually, do the work. TM no blue vest. <laughs> uh, shout out to Daniel Caesar. <laughs> actually, do the <laughs> actually do the work to grow and be a better person. Um. Being a decent human being is not asking for perfection, quote unquote. That's another thing that y'all do. That's annoying. Right. Um, People are not asking for perfection by saying, hey, please don't be homophobic. That is not... That's the the, the least you can fucking do. (laughs) People are not asking for perfection by saying, hey, don't be a misogynistic asshole. People are not asking for perfection by saying, hey, don't be a racist piece of shit. People people are asking, not even demanding, although we should be demanding, but people are just asking, hey, be a decent human being, and that is not you being... That is not people demanding you be perfect, quote unquote, because they because of cancel culture, quote unquote. I, I I really and I know me and Bianca disagreed about cancel culture over the over the years, and we won't rehash that. But I really yes, we fucking all, will. No I'm kidding, this hilarious. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I really want all of us to do a little bit better and not stop making ourselves the victim. Like That's the one thing I will say. Stop centering ourselves and making ourselves the victim and actually do work to be better human beings. Please, for the love of all that is Beyonce, please just be better human beings. That's my final word. Bianca, take us out. Yeah, shout out to Bobani Jones who pranked the shit out of Will Kane today. Oh, hi, Correct. Dude. That was fucking hilarious. Will Kane thought he was the sit-in on the show today and like he legit thought he was a sit-in like he was like bomani popped up and he was like wait so 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 i i, I don't get to do the show and Bomani was like no nah, you still get paid though so he walked off and will Kane was like guys i mean he's calling me to be on your be on your show and that just part of a prank and then bomani hit him with the line of the motherfucking day he said next time you on this show be the day i quit and I was just like, Yeah, that was good. I dropped my good. phone, I was so surprised by it. Yeah, um, that was good. Cause we're kinda of piece of shit. That was good. Yeah, not not that not that I don't think Bomani is necessarily capable of being a savage, even like with his New Deal or whatever, but that was savage. Like. Whew, shit. <laughs> yeah. Next time they have you on is the day I quit. Wow. Imagine if I told somebody that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh, you want to be on the show? Cool. Uh, well, you're not on the show. we just gonna mute you the whole time. And if you ever are on this shit again, I quit. And that's how you know it's your time. That would be so rude. <laughs> yeah. Will 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 Kane was he was ready to get into it too. Like he was like he had you know he had the seat all like adjusted and everything. And, oh, that's other thing. Bomani kind of hit him with the uh, Allen Iverson step over, when he was like, "Wow, seat mm Hmm. Yeah, but um, I think that's it, because we've been running along a little longer than usual. Yeah, that's all right, though. We gave him some hashtag content. But, yes, this is episode 199. We got something special in store for episode 200. Thank y'all for listening to the Chronic College podcast, part of the Flawless Noises Media Network. Get to know our sound. I'm Bianca, no AKAs at this half of the show. He was Jeremy. We are Crown of College. Thank y'all for listening. Subscribe. Tell your friends about us so they can subscribe and tell our friends about us so they can subscribe, so they can tell their friends about us, so they can subscribe. And then we can have a big subscriber chain going, because more listens, more content, more good shit for y'all. And that's what we do it for. We do it for y'all. So thank you for listening. And subscriber we'll catch y'all next chain. week. Subscriber chain. Subscriber chain, not blockchain. You know what? <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye, y'all.